this week on the Danny Brown Show. If you saw the shit, you was like, yeah, man, that's the whitest shit I ever seen. <laughs> Shouts out to Logic, man. And I laugh my ass off, bro. You got stories. He got. He had to get it out, man. I'm so glad you have a podcast. There's nothing. <laughs> He's in, in prison for life. Oh, shit. For murder. I said, bitch, what <laughs> the fuck? It's the Danny Brown Show. Sit back, relax your eye ready now. Yo, yo, yo. What up, Dow? It's your boy. It's the Danny Brown Show live from Austin, Texas at May Studios. I got the booth boys with me. How y'all brothers doing? What up, Doing good, good man. man. Yeah, man. Feeling good, man. I got the boy Logic in the building, man. What's up, man? Thank you for having me. I appreciate Dog, it. Thank you for stopping through, man. I really appreciate it. I know how it is out there. You out on the road and shit. Yep, I got a show today in Austin. Yeah, shots out to Austin, Texas, man. They gonna turn up for you, man. It gets wild out there, man. It's gonna be dope. Are you coming? Yeah, I'm gonna pull up. All right, that's. I'm gonna pull up. You know, it's, but yeah, it's I will. Up. I will say, man, fucking touring is very fucking stressful and hard. So I really do appreciate you for stopping through, man. Yeah, it was super important to me, and I know that my manager, because I, because they were, you know, they were talking to your folks, and they was like, we definitely want to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I just know how important it is, like health and anxiety. That shit is real as fuck. So I was like, I, as long as I'm good, I'm there, and I'm good. So I'm yeah, because I, I I swear, man, a lot of people don't understand how hard it is to tour, but it's definitely not one of the most comfortable situations in life. You know what I'm saying? As much as I love yeah. being out on the road, I actually miss it because I haven't fucking toured in fucking years. I'm actually going back out soon with um, JPEG Mafia, but mm. for the most part, I can't say. I mean, I'm I'm. I'm I'm looking forward to it just to be playing music for people again, but just living, you know, it, it gets lonely out on them streets, man. It does, bro. Especially, you know, I got my son, I got my wife, she's pregnant, bro. When I get home, the baby comes in like three weeks. Oh, so shit. It's, yeah, it's, it's, so congrats, it's wild. Congrats. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's another boy. I'm naming him after my best friend, Lenny, who uh, let me sleep on his couch when I was homeless and didn't have anywhere to live and then... And then I ended up getting a deal. So because oh, of that guy, that I'm here today, which is amazing. But yeah, touring is definitely, um, it's not what you think. You know what I mean? And and definitely, like, if you party and you do all that shit, it makes it a lot easier. And I remember, not to get too deep too quick or anything, but I remember when I was, like, 25, um, I had been touring for years and years and years, and I was sober. I was always sober. I never really did shit because my parents were drug addicts and alcoholics. Mm-hmm. So... I was going through it and facing crazy anxiety. I had to talk to a psychotherapist, man. I was thinking all kinds of crazy intrusive thoughts about harming myself and, you know, oh, X, Y, Z. Yeah. And I, but I had to get through that. And I've personally found that uh, me, you know, dr- drinking and smoking weed later in my life allowed me to do it in a pretty um, responsible way. So I feel like a scotch at the, at the end of the show or maybe a little bit before for me, is nice and relaxing, but you can't overdo it. Yeah, definitely. That's where I really used to put a lot more um, trouble on myself, I would say, with, with, with drinking <laughs> and smoking too much, touring and shit. So I would be fucking hungover all fucking day. And then I would feel good by the time it's time to go on stage. Because once you get on stage, it's almost like everything go away. That's the one thing that I really love about performing is that it don't matter what I'm going through in my life or 
what argument or what beef that I had. Once I'm on that stage, it's like nothing else matters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, also that's why they say um, exercise is so good for anxiety in general. Mm -hmm. So it's like when we're on stage, especially motherfuckers who perform like us, like really put on a show, you're getting that heart rate going, you're doing it, you're sweating it all out. So yeah, you feel like a million dollars. But then afterwards you drink a little more and then you wake up and then it's like a cycle, man. It's, it's great if you let it be. Yeah, you always been one of those guys like doing early in your music and all that. Always been big on the mental health thing, man. Yeah, I, I really congratulate you for that. Cause thank you. I, I just now recently started going to therapy and shit. Mm. And no matter what, I always be like, man, I don't feel like going to this shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But every time I do go, I do feel a lot better after I leave and shit. Just to have somebody to talk to. You yeah, know but what I'm it's a, it's a taboo, bro. It's like, you know, especially in the community that we come from it's like that shit is like oh fucking cry me a fucking river you know what i mean i got a, li <laughs> I got a line that's not even out i think it says uh uh where i came from uh in my hood everybody was depressed but trigger happy and therapy doesn't exist don't at me that's mm -hmm. a real thing bro like, yeah definitely we, we're made to feel like our emotions are just that is like pussy shit and it's not you know what i mean unless you're acting like a bitch there's a big difference <laughs> and i think it's always like being looked at as a financial thing too because even i told my I, I told one of my homies like i'm going to therapy and she's like shit man you can pay me that money you can just talk to me nigga what you need <laughs> what you got to talk to that motherfucker for That's real. Them, and then you know motherfuckers be so private about shit you like you telling them all your business and shit like yeah, they don't yeah, really yeah. understand most people don't really understand what it's about and for the most part, it's just getting that, you know, just getting that outside source of somebody that don't even know you or nothing like that. And they can just give it's their objective. opinions on shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a release, man. It's important, dog. Like, yeah, so for so long, I didn't I didn't go to therapy, and then I did, and it just changed everything. Tools, you know, even like uh, last night, bro, this is really crazy. I was hella nervous. Or well, not nervous. I was hella anxious because I was a little hungover. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, let me soak all this shit up. Let me, you know, it wasn't nothing crazy, but I was like, let me... Let me eat some. So I got, I got, I texted uh, Bun B, mm -hmm. and then I got the Trill Burger, right? Because I was like, "What's up with that?" He was gonna come through, but he's in Venice right now. Oh, you was right in now. Houston yesterday? Yeah. Okay, tight, tight. So I got the Trill Burger, one of the best burgers I ever had in my life. Let me just I preface this. I keep seeing this. everybody say that. It is so good, bro. It's amazing. But then I ate too much of it because I've been on this like everything I eat, I eat half because I realized like overeating there's really no point in doing that so now just i just do like portions but not with this shit this shit was so good and then i got hella anxious because i was too full and it was all the <laughs> sodium and shit and i'm like but i'm like about to go on stage like anxious like anxious as fuck and i got out there and i did like two songs and i still felt anxious and i was like man you know what fuck all this shit and i just i just told everybody there's a couple thousand people there and i was just like hey y'all just so you know i'm anxious right now and i'm having anxiety and the show fucking going to go on and we're going to kill it. But I just don't want to feel like I'm trapped in my head alone right now. And I just want you to all know what I'm dealing with right now. Now let's turn the fuck up and have fun. And then it went away. Okay. It was wild. So do you still get nervous for shows and shit after all this time? Well, that was just hungover and a trill burger. But um, do I get nervous? Yeah, I think I think I get nervous when it's been like, you know, I haven't been out in a year or two or even like through COVID, right? All those years, mm -hmm. nobody could tour. So when I when I went back out with Wiz or even on this tour, yeah. I get the first few shows I get nervous, but in a good way. It's, and, and I think that's it lets me know that I care, you know, and I'm excited yeah. for sure. I'm not going to lie. I'd be fucking terrified. I think yeah. that's the one thing. I never really was that um, like because rapping, it, 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 it always was like just something I did around the neighborhood. So mm -hmm. I never really thought of myself like, you know, I love being, you know, I love acting, the creating process and the writing shit. But. Just being on stage, I was never prepared for that. But shit. you're a great performer. I think I just because I used to get drunk. 
<laughs> That's why this going on this new one, you know, just being uh, trying to do this shit sober is going to be really hard because uh, the most fucked up shit for me was that the first day out of rehab, I had a show. Oh, wow. Literally, like, left rehab. So and, what was that like? Oh, uh, it was, I mean, it was fun for the most part because it made me feel, I, I, I felt a lot of gratitude, mm. you know, after being gone for that month and, you know, going through all that treatment and shit and lectures and you know, fucking therapy and, you know, just being so emotional for that long period of time, it made me forget who I was, some type of shit, and I feel mm. like I found myself yeah. a lot more being there, you know, just being sober. I think that happens in general, because a, a lot of times people don't understand, like, motherfuckers be getting high and getting fucked up and shit is a way to escape who they are, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that, your fucking self-esteem issues or whatever the fuck that shit is, you know? Yeah. So for me, I used to get fucked up to go on stage and all that shit would just go away and I'd just be up there having a fucking blast, but yeah. then I was like, fuck. I got an hour. <laughs> like I was just watching the clock. Like oh <laughs> shit, it's thirty minutes left of this shit. Damn. I don't know how I'm gonna get through this shit. But it was. I, I did feel myself just after you know performing so long, drunk and all fucked up. I did feel my, I was way more crispy. Mm-hmm. Like just just performing, like knowing the lyrics. It's been a lot of times I've been on stage and Forget fucking mind yeah, just go for fucking sure, yeah. blank. Especially my Xanax phase. Mm. It's been a I lot never of did t- Xanax. Man, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what everybody says. That's why I don't want to do it. I was it's talking great. to Juicy J. He was like, man, he was like a Xan. You got a Xan and you mix that shit with some Waka. You get you get you some good some some lean. I was like, yo. He's like, don't do it, Logic. <laughs> I was like, I know, I'm not gonna do it. I, I like, I, I feel like I would fall into that. It started for me with, with just basically, I used to fucking go overseas so fucking much, mm. and just being on those long ass fucking flights. You know, after a while, you know that shit started to take a toll on you. For sure. So then, you know, motherfuckers like, just take a Xanax. Mm. And then I started taking Xanax and shit, and I would fucking, you would literally just get on the plane and just blink, and next thing you know, you're there. You'd be wow. like, oh shit, you just, you just switch time zones like that. You're like, you with they shit, you like know, you Xanax salesman right now. No, but, I, I, <laughs> but see, this is the thing. This is, you know, everything has its pros and its cons, and mm. the cons with that shit, it fucks with your memory. So after so long of taking them shits, and then it got to the point, you know, it's just like anything else. You start taking them for fun. I used to be in my mm. fucking basement shit, working in the studio, just taking Xanax for fun. I used to call it playing ping pong. I used to fucking take a Xanax and bounce off every wall at my fucking house, wake yeah. up in the morning, it's fucking dense in every fucking wall and all that shit. So, I mean, now it's extra fucked up. I wouldn't, you know, now with this whole fentanyl shit and they fucking pressing fake pills and all that shit, so... You know the pill. The pill game is fucking definitely sketchy as fuck right now, which is mm. which is crazy. You would think anything, you know, fucking pharmacy shit should be the most safest shit, but it's really the most fucked up shit now. You know. Yeah. So that's that's scary. So I mean, now you 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 you're independent now. I am. How how was that transition like for you? How was that? It's uh, it was really good. Actually, that was a good transition yourself right there. You just went from some dope shit to just smoothly into another thing. <laughs> he was like, I don't know. I feel weird about interviews. You snapping. <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's my you know first time really us kicking it. So to me, I don't really uh, be feeling yeah. like I'm interviewing a motherfucker. That's this how is- I feel. I wasn't, you know, a lot. Sometimes when I go, like, things like this, I'm going to be honest, because I'm such a fan and I really enjoy your show and, like, the shit you be talking about and you're so funny. I usually, like, if we hadn't been texting and shit, mm-hmm. I'd have been real nervous because yeah. I because I fuck with you so much, you mm. know? So the first time I meet you, I'd be like, oh, my God. But this is really cool because I feel like you we kind of already know each other's spirit and yeah, shit, definitely. you know? So it feels different. But being independent is great, you know? And um, I've had my ups and downs with, with, with Def Jam and Universal and all mm-hmm. this other shit. But at the end of the day, man, they changed my life. And even though I had to fight for a lot of shit, like a lot of shit, I had to fight. It was never no, like... Um, 
creative shit. Wasn't nobody ever in the studio like, you need to do some this, some of this and less of that. And like, it was never like that. But it was more like not giving me my budget, oh, yeah. fucking with my money, just shit like that. That was annoying for a long time. But there's also a lot of people there who did care and who took care of me and, and, and was on my, my side. So when I left, a big reason why I wanted to leave is because the regime had changed and like music is just, it's, it's musical chairs is what it really is. So, you know, you got this executive one year, you build a relationship with them, a rapport, they're making you all these promises of what they're going to do, mm-hmm. but then they get a raise over here at a different label or a different, you know, branch or whatever, and then now they're gone. And I'm not even mad at those people. They got to get what they can get. They get in, you know, uh, better positions, higher, higher positions. So more power to them. But then it's like now you got to meet another person and then they leave and another person. So the cool thing about being independent is, is me and my team is my homies and I'm distributed through BMG. You know what I mean? So they give me a budget. They don't fucking bother me at all. They actually aid me. They help me. Um, and it's been really fucking great to know that any idea, any weird thing I want to do, you know what I'm saying? Whether I want to fucking sing on a song, or I want to rap on some shit or I want to whatever they're they're going okay cool mm-hmm. but also they know that i fucking sell records bro i sell records i sell merch i sell tickets so of course they're not going to try to stand in my way which is something that i never really understood about the previous label because it was like i had all these ideas and i was always told like no or you shouldn't or da da da. so it's nice to have more freedom yeah it's me as someone that's always been on a fucking indie label so it's not really that much different because i'm i'm actually going through like kind of the same shit like mm. the person that actually signed me he's not at that label anymore yeah so it's been kind of like a little weird since you yeah, know what yeah, i'm yeah, saying yeah. so but for the most part i always looked at it like um that that was the number one thing that i always was afraid of with being with a major was not being able to have the creative control yeah so i always was like yeah i want to be independent because i hate it's nothing more than i hate that a motherfucker that's like bad um they only they only like independent or like underground <clears throat> but they no, not necessarily want to like remember that kanye interview when he was like i was hanging out with most deaf and all the motherfuckers but i wouldn't never really like that i was just using the motherfuckers you know what i'm saying and shit like that so i hate when i see a motherfucker that's like on some underground shit, but then soon as they want to get to on some major shit and they want to do some pop shit, that's why I always fucking kind of fuck with your shit because it's like no matter, you know, you was on a major shit, but you was always fucking with underground shit, like even doing shit with like Mad Lib or, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So I always respected that shit, man. Thank you. I mean, that's where I came up, right? Like I'm an MC, I'm a master of my craft, and yet I'm a student of my craft. I'm learning every day. There's There's things that... There's a lot of knowledge that I know, but there's so much that I don't. And that's, I think, the thing that's so beautiful um, about my journey, not just with music, but with hip hop in particular, because it's like, bro, I'm constantly learning and also shedding light. And, and you know, whether um, it's some kid I find on TikTok who can rap his ass off. So I'm, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to put you on my album just because and nobody even really knows who you are. For me, it's not it's not about all the bullshit. And I've had my, you know, I talk about this on my tour, like. I did my first few albums, you know, and they were successful. The second one was really successful, but the first one was kind of whatever. And then in the cool circle of hip hop, it's like I never fit in. You know, it's like mixed dude look white as fuck. All the, the, the you know the shit, mm-hmm. right? So it's like I never really fit in. I'm rapping about Star Wars and fucking anime <laughs> and all this shit. And everybody's like, what the fuck? And there's a great philosopher, man. His name is Alan Watts. And he says, anything you can be interested in, you will find others who are. So I felt like there wasn't really a voice in hip hop on a fucking major level rapping about cooking crack and shit that I've done and, and fucking running with guns and your boys and your homies and da, 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 and then making it out of that 
and then also talking about like watching cartoons and shit and like having fun and really being yourself and so when i realized that like all the cool kids if you will these tastemakers these circles that like weren't going to accept me i just had to look in the mirror and be like bro just accept yourself bro exactly fuck them like and 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 wish them well they're your brothers like whether the hip-hop is a tree man and we got different branches and on those branches are leaves you're a leaf i'm a leaf i know it's a weird uh metaphor but it's like we we are still all all a part of the same uh the same roots if you will and so when i realized this I was like, man, fuck it. I'm going to just, I'm going to do me. I always wanted a hit record. I always wanted a hit. I tried to get one, didn't get one. Tried on my second album, I didn't get one. So then I gave up, right? And then I did um, the 1-800 song. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, no, nobody was in the studio when I made it. Like, yo, this shit about to go up at the party. This this the one right here. This the one. <laughs> like, nobody thought that. I just made that because a lot of my fans had been like, yo, your music saved my life. And I, in my mind, was like, how? I never even really tried to do it, so what if I did it? And then I did it, and it ended up being one of the biggest songs in the world. So at that time, I utilized that momentum, and then that's when I was like making trap shit, and I was mm-hmm. making pop shit, and I was like, let's get this fucking money. Yeah. And I fucking ended up getting thirty million in a year from a single check, actually. So I made more than that, and I was like, oh my god, I had a panic attack and shit. I was like, this, I made it out the hood. I can't fucking believe it. Like I beat the game. I was like, this shit is wild. And then I was on this hamster wheel, bro, from 2018 to 2020. And, you know, number one, number one, platinum plaque, platinum plaque, whatever the fuck, right? But I wasn't happy. And I was like, man, why why am I not happy? And the reason I'm not happy is because it's like, if you beat the game and you just keep playing the same shit over and over and over, like, it's not going to be, it's not going to, like, fulfill you. And so then I had my son, and I was like, look, I could keep playing this game and I could keep making more money and more money and more money even though I'm blessed enough to have more money than I could ever need. Fuck that shit. At the height of my career, I retired even though that was bullshit. I didn't realize I was like, you can't, you can't. I didn't, I thought I did, but no, that was bullshit because I love this shit too much. Uh, but I stepped away at the height of my fucking career mm-hmm. in arenas, doing all this other shit and purposefully was like, I want to be a good dad. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a good person. And I focused on myself and now I'm back and I couldn't be happier because I realized all the monotony and the bullshit of what people say or what they don't or what they, it just doesn't matter. I'm so lucky to have created this, my own world, man. Mm-hmm, and that's definitely. all I'm focused on, bro, is my family, my fans, my friends. And that's it. Fuck everybody else. That's dope as fuck. So, man, so you've been fucking like putting out albums damn near every year. Yeah, sometimes twice. I know. That's fucking crazy. How the fuck do you work? Where's the creative energy come from? Because me personally, man, I can't. I don't know. I just can't fucking rap that much, man. It's oh. just like, maybe I'm getting that age. That's what it is. It's coming up. But no, I was like that even when I was younger, kind of. Yeah, no, I don't think it's an age thing. I think every as creatives, we all work differently. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I just, I got this shit that just pent up in me, you know? Like, I write novels, I write movies, I write albums, I have fun, I do, you know, whatever. Like, I just, I'm very, I don't know. I think I take, um, I forget who the fuck said this, but it was like some famous writer, and he was like, when it, in regards of writer's block, yeah. You know, what What advice can you give people? And he was like, just write. Yeah, no, it's definitely true. Just fucking do it. That's like, definitely true. Because I always um, used to have that problem too. Mm-hmm. Like, I, But that, I think it's more an excuse of anything when you be like, I got writer's block. But no, it, I mean, when you're writing about your life, it ain't no writer's block. 
If you're telling the truth, it ain't no writer's block. And that's what I learned. When you're trying to be cool and trying to make up bars and trying to do some yeah. shit, yeah, you're going to have writer's block because shit's sure. going to get dry. But if you're just talking about what you got going on in your life, no matter what, you're never going to have writer's block. So I always, I've, I've definitely took taken that with the last few albums, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's my favorite thing, though, sorry to interrupt you, is like, in hip-hop, everything's always like, the hottest bars, the craziest punchlines, all this shit, and like, I've been there too, but for me, there's nothing more fulfilling than being like, I don't know what to write about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just being, you know, being honest. No, just figuring it out, because, I I mean, to me, I look at it like I'm more so of a vessel Mm. than anything. It's something else, because it'd be a lot of shit that I come up with, but I ain't no way, my goofy ass. I know I ain't think of that shit. It was some higher power or mm. some shit. So yeah, I started yeah. just giving it up to that. Like even us, I, I it, it was for a long time where I didn't realize why I rap. Mm. You know, it was like I, I just something that I just knew how to do. Like I never learned how to do this shit, and everybody told me I was good at it, so I just kept doing it. Shit, I, I tell motherfuckers, if if you gave me the ability to dunk a basketball, I give up <laughs> rap music and heartbeat to be able just to dunk. Yeah, hey, that's but, real. But nah, man. But um. So now it's more so for me, it's just like, I, I've, I've been blessed with this, especially mm. with so many motherfuckers wanting to do this shit now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, rap is at, I feel like it's at its all-time highest part as people that wanting to participate in it. Yeah. So it's like, man, it's one of the coolest jobs you can possibly have right now, especially we on get, like, my nieces and nephews are starting to rap now. Wow. It's making me be like, oh, shit. That's well, crazy. They're actually nice, too. So it's like, you know, but then it's one of those kind of things, too, where I look at it and be like, man, you don't know what you're getting yourself involved yeah, in, where yeah, you yeah. want to kind of tell them, like, man, I don't know, maybe you should just... Go to a trade school or something, man. Let's figure this out, man. Like, oh, I shit. feel you on that. Learn how to build a carburetor, man. A Fuck lot of this people, rap shit. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know what it takes, bro. And there's different levels, you know. And it's not even a success thing, but it's just like, bro, whether you're just having fun and then you find yourself down a fucking alley of drugs and alcohol abuse mm-hmm. and all this shit that they don't realize, and you use these things, like you said, to escape or mask or just kind of get through the monotony and the pain or you're so consumed uh, in the business aspect that it's just like you have no real relationships. Everything's bullshit. Yeah. And that's the thing that I, I always hated and avoided. Like when I really made it, whatever the fuck that means. But like when I was like pop, you know, when I found, found myself finally popping off and shit, you meet people and they're like, oh shit, Logic, what's up, bro? Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's so nice to meet you. And I'm in my head like, bitch. I met you 10 years ago when I signed my deal. You treat me like shit. Fuck you. And that always makes me, it, 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 it at least allows me to um, make sure that no matter who the fuck I meet, it's always with reverence and respect. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, this game is crazy. There's a lot of uh, lessons to be learned. For oh, definitely, sure. man. I mean, yeah, I always did take that into consideration that rap friends aren't real friends, man. Motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, because it's still like a competition in some sense. Like, motherfuckers ain't just sitting around rooting for each other. At the end of the day, it's like, oh, shit, this nigga made some shit. I got to make some shit. You know what I'm saying? So That's how I was for a long time. I'm not like that anymore, bro. Like, I used to listen to, I mean, I, like, bro, I wear all my shit on my sleeve. I've I've listened to flows from you. I've been like, let me flip that. I listen mm-hmm. to K-Dot. And he like, mm-hmm. eat on the pee on the motherfucker. I'm mm-hmm. like, that shit crazy. How could I do that? And it's because I love these people that inspire me. But it's like, we all kind of inspired by each other, but trying to top each other yeah. and trying to do all this shit. And then I woke up one day and was like, and this, uh, it really all stems in 2020 when I had my baby, bro. When I had my son, like, it just let me realize that, like, competition is great. If me and you get in the fucking studio, I'm going to do everything I can to fuck you up. You know what I mean? But, like, yeah. in a fun way. Mm-hmm. Like, in a fun way. But be- my mentality used to be like, nah, like, I got to be the greatest. I got to be the best. And it's just like, bro, shut the fuck up. Like, why are you so, why do you care so much? Like, it doesn't even make any sense. Can't you just be happy? for your brothers and let them live like for real bro i used to look at chance and be like damn 
I know I'm as good as Chance. This is like 2013. He got mm-hmm. acid rap out and shit. He's mm-hmm. the biggest thing in the world. I'm like, man, what the fuck, man? Like, you know what I mean? But it's like, bro, no, that's your brother. No. You got to you gotta really love and support these people. But that's a hard thing. That's why when, like me personally, I love aging in, in rap because it's always makes me feel a little uncomfortable when I see a motherfucker who's like clearly old, mm-hmm. trying to be young, trying to rap on oh, a it's beat. it's the most cringiest shit ever. Yeah, bro. I got the time and the camp and, the, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I got my bitch in back and forth. And it's like, bro, you're a grown ass man. You got kids, man. <laughs> what the fuck is you doing? Social media fucked a lot of shit up because I've, I've, I mean, like when it was first like popping off like the blog era. And all that kind of shit. It was like the older generation that was over me, even though I was down at the age and shit. It was like they was kind of like hating a little bit. Mm. And now you can see them, like since social media and all that. I guess it's all like a clout thing now. You can see those rappers mm. that, the, you know, like the gatekeepers. Now you motherfuckers sell some records. They be like, he dope now. He dope. Where before it used to be like, man, you can still have your opinion. That's one thing I say, man. I'm a hater. I'm an ultimate hater. Because it's, it's Hey man, it got you got you got to be. I don't able think to you're a hater, it. bro. You want to know why? Because I remember when you saw you saw that uh, I did the Ice Cube thing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just drunk with my homies in a green screen. Not <laughs> think about shit. I'm just like, yeah, motherfucker, baby. just having fun, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was gonna be this thing on the internet, and then everybody could have their opinion. Then it really, honestly, it really turned into like a race thing. That was was <laughs> really, and it was like bigger than me, bro. It was like people being like, who can say what and nigga this and da 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 and all this other shit. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is wild. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Ice Cube, I text Ice Cube, he's like, hey, brother, keep being you, man. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But the thing about you that I love about you, Danny, dog, <laughs> is you saw the shit, you was like, yeah, man, that's the whitest shit I ever seen. <laughs> Shouts out to Logic, man. And I laugh my ass off, bro. And the, and the shit is like, you be so honest about your opinion, but you're not a fucking bitch, dog. No, that's the thing is about it is that I can't, I don't have that filter. Like, I wish I do. I probably have more <laughs> no, rap. No, that's what makes you great. That's what makes, you're honest, bro. But yeah, I just can't, I don't know. I, but I, I feel like I wish a lot more people would be. Like, it's it's cool to say you don't like some shit. Like, it's, sure. like me coming up, like, I remember coming out, you know, crazy rap, this and that, that and this. And there's a lot of motherfuckers like, no, I don't fuck with the shit and this and that. But. And it didn't make me feel a certain type of way because I remember me coming up and it was a lot of music that I listened to that other motherfuckers didn't vibe with. Like, that's why I always go back and I think like, man, you know, like I always was caught up in, you know, the, the reviews, the critics and me shit. Me too. Like, that's what You happened. really were? Yeah, that's my whole shit. Wow. As a person that see my, my goal was never like, I, I always kind of knew like I wasn't going to be like a crazy motherfucker selling records and shit like that so that was like my only shit that i got my fix from mm. like was getting the fucking you know getting yeah, the high yeah, reviews yeah, yeah, and shit yeah. so I, I even like now he's making scaring hoes with peggy that's what yeah. i'm telling like, man we gotta get the high reviews. he's like man i don't care about that shit i'm like how you don't care about that shit it's the only thing you should be fucking caring about you well know? that is cool because it just shows that you care so much about your craft and it's not really all the nonsense and the bullshit you just want the people that you respect and revere to love you and appreciate you. That's how I feel about Fontana, right? Mm-hmm. So for years, I just wanted to stab him in the face with a soldering <laughs> iron and fucking shit down his throat and shit. But no, but realistically, like, that dude is, um, he's amazing. And I think the thing is, is I was always a fan of him, just like it could be, you know, I'm watching Joe Budden, I'm a fan, I'm da 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 whatever, and then all of a sudden somebody don't like you or somebody says something shit about you, and you're kind of like, damn, man, I fuck with you, what the fuck? So if I got like a, a Fontano bad review or something, I always, I took it extra personal, mm-hmm. you know, be, because I 
enjoyed watching him so much and I enjoyed his reviews and shit like that. And it's like almost like you're a part of the culture, right? I remember I used to be in Rap Genius forums and shit back oh, in the day. Shit. And I'd be in the Rap Genius forum as just a participator in a basement, hadn't even blown up, nothing like that. And then you blow up and then you go back to the forum like, yo, I made it. And they all like, fuck you, man. You mm -hmm. suck. let it out because you made it. And I'll never forget I had this conversation with um, Anthony and he was just like, bro, my opinion doesn't matter. No, I don't. Because he's only one person at the end of the day. But and I didn't a, know that. And that's his opinion. You get what I'm saying? I so know, but when you care so much, it feels like the whole world is, is crashing down on your shoulders. And that's how I felt at the time. Mm -hmm. And then he actually, once he told me that shit, I was like, yeah, man, fuck you. <laughs> but he, it's almost like he did gain a lot of power in some sense. For sure. Like where he got people that, you know, because it, it's, it's been a lot of times where I'll be like, I don't know. I ain't gonna check it out yet. Let me see what Fantano said. <laughs> yeah, what did he give it? What did he rate it? What did he give it? I'm like, all right, let me check it out. You know, that's a real thing. But also, sometimes he be just flat out. I be like, just don't agree. But mm -hmm. that's what's so cool. Not to make this about him or anything, but it's just like he always says, "Yo, this is just my opinion." And so I feel like there's a difference between just being a super hater, even though he has definitely said some wild shit, not even about myself, but just about certain people. But that just comes with the game, man. You know, and I think it's like you don't need to have tough skin. It's just like, bro, who gives a fuck? But it's all subjective, too, at the end of the day, because mm -hmm. everybody take music different. You got to think like these kids like I seen you recently. You had listened to a whole lot of Red for the first time. Or some shit. <laughs> that shit tight. Dog, I love that fucking that album. Dope. And Cardi was one of the ones that, you know, in the beginning, I just didn't understand it. But mm -hmm. once you I, I guess this was the great it was a it was great marketing for this album i think that's what made it click more for me right mm. it was it was coming from a punk rock aspect for and sure when you listen to it from that yes point of view there's an energy saying, yeah there, when bro. you listen to it from that point of view you get it like oh, all right this exactly because you know me i listen to hip-hop i want to hear some bars and shit yeah i'm a i'm a motherfucker that still watch battle raps and shit so <laughs> really I'm still yeah hell yeah i was just watching the motherfuckers last night <laughs> yeah they be good but they be a little they be a little pc nowadays they, no! I, feel like, I feel like sometimes i don't know i'll be seeing some and they just i don't know i feel like you gotta let it go man no what's happening now I, I think it's just because there's a lot of money getting involved in it now oh so it's just a little it's, yeah, it's just a lot of out. it's a lot of gang culture and mm. shit getting into it now so it's just like everything else pretty much just like hip-hop is yeah in some sense like with um i look at it because because you got to think it, when it was nothing but major labels and shit that it wasn't really you you know you had to sign with somebody else. so now you got that's why you they look at it like all oh, these rappers dying and shit and for the most part it's just these motherfuckers from the hood. They mm. weren't able to lead the hood like that. Yeah, it's just yeah, a lot sure. of hood shit going on. And it's just because social media and shit like that shit can go viral now. Yeah. And, you know, and, and shit happens now. So, which is more fucked up, too. Because I can't imagine, like, you just a nigga in the hood and you just drop some hot shit. And, like, where it would have just been for your block, kind of. Yeah. But now it's for the whole world. That's crazy. It. It's fucking scary now. Yeah, and yeah. now you're way more famous than than what your bank account is in mm. some sense. So it's it's fucking trouble, man. So I be fearing for all these kids, man, especially with the whole drill scene and all that shit. I know mm -hmm. I joked about them a few times, said they rap like Batman. But <laughs> but but at the end of the day, man, it's not really nothing to joke about, man, because no, I, I like I say, my uh, my nephew's starting rapping shit, and I be hearing the shit he rap about. Be like, motherfucker, what you, what you talking about right now, man? Mm. Like, you know, so it's almost like, um, cause even me, I, I feel like, um, and when I first came up, just you always just wanted, you know, you, you kind of do what you like in that sense, you know, just listening to gangster rap shit. Motherfuckers talk about selling drugs and this and that, so you can talk about that shit, but. You don't know what comes with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And once you realize what comes with that, or what you've been doing, like even me, for years, I rapped about fucking getting fucked up and doing drugs and this and that. And who knows, man? It might, 
I might have influenced someone to do something one day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you never really think about that shit when you fucking making the shit. You know what I'm saying? Now nah, I feel bad now. Like now that I I'm sober. I feel bad. I think, no, nah, if anything, bro, that makes your story even that much better. That's how I feel about myself. You know, I was always like this angst kid. I was, love me. Come on, rap. Come on, man. Everybody accept me. Look how good I rap. It's just like, bro, just shut the fuck up, man. Just chill out, man. But And, and so with you, it's like to see you... From this wild dude, this crazy punk rock ass guy bringing this amazing energy and on the fucking stage going crazy, doing all this other shit, popping Zans and falling asleep at the blink of an eye on a motherfucking airplane and getting drunk and fucking getting your dick sucked live and all this shit. To see you as a fucking mature man who has grown, who has a positive message, who still keeps it real, still honest, still making great music, still talking about this shit that he's doing. The fact that you are representing yourself as a vessel for people, letting them know that you ain't perfect, that's amazing. Yeah, that's where I'm at now with it. That's really, remember, I remember we was texting one day and I was like, man, I damn near thought about quitting this shit a few times. Mm. He was like, hell yeah, I've been there too. Yeah. But my whole shit was just that, you get you get to a point sometimes, you're like, man, if I'm not talking about this, then am I still cool? Like, what can mm. I talk about? And then, you know, because hip hop is still young. That's what a lot no, of people don't. I don't agree. Like, I think, I think yes, hip-hop is very young. It's mm -hmm. a young man's game for sure. But, like, I'm just going to be real, Danny. Like, bro, I got millions of fans around the fucking world, and I be rapping about wiping my son's ass and shit <laughs> and paying my taxes. And, like, for real, I be rapping mm -hmm. about that. There's a time, there is a time and a place, you know what I mean? And I feel like older cats, and I'm getting there, bro. I'm 33. Now I'm a dinosaur in rap. And somehow I'm still here. I can't fucking believe it. But I'm like, man, because I'll never forget, bro, when Andre 3000, they was like, man, why aren't you rapping, right? And mm -hmm. Andre, he's the GOAT. And he's like, man, don't nobody want to hear about me getting a colonoscopy or yeah, some yeah, shit, yeah. you know? I've seen that too. And it's like, I get that, but it's like, we do. We yes, do. we do. No, because he he still got it. Mm. Like, it's certain, it's certain people you see once, but what happens is when they get older, they still try to cater to a young audience, mm. and they don't realize that the fan base have grown with them. Like, hip hop is it's for the first time, like, motherfuckers- Can I open this? Yeah, definitely. Motherfuckers have been listening to hip hop their entire life. You got to think when the older guys was coming up, they remember when rap started, kind of. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't remember, like, when I was in fucking kindergarten, I was listening to rap music. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking 42 years old now. So I don't know nothing else. But I mean, of course, I listen to other genres and shit, but rap music has been there for my entire life. That's one reason why I want to keep rapping, mm. is I want it to grow. I want it, like, because if motherfuckers keep giving up when they get to a certain age, then how's it ever going to fucking grow as a genre? But that's like also, else? that's systemic, though, man. It's like, uh, what is it? You know, the king is dead. Long live the king. Like, it's like you got these young people. You know what, man? It's really crazy because I've actually written about this. It's like, you have these people that don't... I got this song with YG that's not even out. And I talk about um, investment and XYZ and how the older generation really isn't teaching the younger generation how not to just make their money, but how to keep their money, how to mm -hmm. invest their money. Because in this culture, that shit ain't cool. 401ks and fucking retirement funds and stocks and bonds. That shit ain't cool. This shit is cool. Mm -hmm. But it's like, bro, I didn't do this until... I didn't get this on my neck until I fucking bought a house, did this, did X, Y, Z. And so I think that's the difficult thing about our genre of music is everything is flashy and is big and the best of the best that it could possibly be when it's like, bro, that shit ain't real life, man. No, not at all. That used to be me too. I used to get so caught up in that shit too, mm -hmm. like fucking buying expensive ass clothes. I mean, and it's all that fun. Shit and doing all that shit, but it's don't nobody even give a fuck. Motherfuckers wouldn't give a fuck. It's still about the music at the end of the day. So that's where I'm at with it, man. I just want to, 
I just, I mean, not necessarily like I'm cleaning up a mess or something, but I still want to show people that regardless to what I'm talking about, I still can do this shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, still dope you, at this that's shit. That's what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at with this shit right now, man. So, man, fuck, that's great. That's great, man. You know, we gonna fucking jump into some of these fucking Axe Dannys, man. Axe Danny! All right, first up, we got classical music. What up, Danny? I love your music. You are one of the realest artists we've got these days. I fuck with your music so heavy, but I also fuck with classical music and been playing classical piano. Wonder if that music ever piqued your interest as well. I want to know if any of that music has resonated with you. And if ever played a part in your life, artistically or just day to day. Much love, best. Um, I would say for the most part, classical music, once, once you start making beats and shit, mm. when you start fucking digging in records and shit, you're going to come up across a few fucking classical music albums and shit. I mean, they're hard to sample from, to be honest, because they fucking changing bars every two bars <laughs> and shit. So it's hard to kind of find a loop. I you agree. know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> Yo, Bugs Bunny. But for the most part, I think it's some fly shit. I mean, music, like I say, is subjective. And um, for the most part, it, it definitely helps with everything. I remember one time I was drunk as fuck. And I was coming back and I hopped in an Uber and this motherfucker was drinking. I mean, this motherfucker was listening to some fucking classical music and shit. Wow. And I'm in the back of the shit. I let the window down the window. I'm like, damn, am I in a movie right now? Yeah. Like, it just felt like a soundtrack to my life or what's going on. But for the most part, like, instrumental music in general, though, it, it piques my interest. Like, just coming up listening to fucking, um, you know, Dilla and fucking Mad Lib and fucking, especially the, especially the MF Doom um, mm. instrumental albums. I, I really... I really start to um, appreciate those more because it's almost like, but I would say jazz mm. is my thing. You ever fuck with classical shit? Yeah, for sure. When I was a kid, my mom, she would always like, I might I might have been like five or six and she would just put on the classical uh, shit on the radio while I was going to sleep. And that's a big memory to, that, that I have. There's this movie called Amadeus about Mozart. Amadeus? I'm a damn. It's fucking crazy, bro. Mozart was Kanye before Kanye was Kanye. Like, this mm -hmm. little white motherfuckers are out there running around wilding on these hoes. These fucking bitches, like, not even in the green room. Bro, and mind you, this is like the year 15, some shit. Like, this dude was wilding out. You gotta watch it. He was crazy. And you know what? You guys have the same laugh. I wish, yo, it's, uh, I don't know if you can look it up, but I'll tell you this. You and Mozart have the same laugh. That's hilarious. I learned about fucking Amadeus from that Tech Nine song. That I'm a player, <laughs> I'm a player. Nine. And then the motherfucker yeah. was like, he signed, he, he, he flipped Amadeus. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Oh, that's, what? Back. <laughs> that's you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I gotta watch this shit. Yo, it's amazing. He just shits on everybody all the time. He's like such a genius. And then there's these other genius musicians that, that are so like, revered and respected and he just don't give a fuck and he just be outplaying them and snap it's a great movie I mean, I, it's a lot of white people but it's I, great i definitely <laughs> connects with that i definitely connects with that all right all right next up we got eminem mm. hey danny liam here from north london my question is what are your thoughts on eminem nowadays obviously the first three records and slim shady ep are instant classics I feel he has moments and have decent records since then but i feel now he's lost touch in terms of making consistently enjoyable music there's no doubt he can rap. I was wondering, what is your take on him as an artist these days? Peace, Lim. I think Eminem is having a blast. Mm. That's really what I think. And I think, like, he got to keep going just for what I was just talking about earlier. Like, of course, he can he can quit tomorrow. And his legacy is still stamped. You know what I'm saying? But for the fact that he's still out here, like, fuck that. Coffee pot. <laughs> for the fact that he's still out here, like, nigga, I'm going to do what I want. I don't give a fuck. Because he see that shit. I'm pretty sure he yeah, does. Of course he does. I mean, he's pretty sure he's motherfuckers be joking on him and shit and, mm -hmm. and this and that. 
but just the fact that he, he don't give a fuck and he still keep going and he's still busting bars. I, I appreciate that more than anything. Cause like I say, man, it's people look at this shit like a young man game and, and this and that, but man, nah, man, let him rock, man. And I feel like even if he was, what if, what if he was caught up in the moment of like, man, I got to make shit for y'all motherfuckers to like, I think he making shit that he enjoy. I agree. And I feel like he probably was doing that shit at one point in time in his career where he's like, I got to make a hit song and I got to do this and do that. It's M. He, he got fucking a legion of fucking followers. I actually had the um, pleasure of fucking opening for him a few times. And my mm-hmm. biggest show I ever played was fucking Wembley Stadium with Eminem. Wow. And it was fucking amazing. So I can't never say nothing bad about Eminem. And I got a lot of my style from him, to be honest, like listening to that beginning shit. And, you know, but I, I do know that... um. Did you ever get any like fucking Eminem comparison just coming up like motherfuckers? Cause I feel like every day try to do that, even though your ass ain't white. I, they try to they try to put motherfuckers in the box. Yeah, like, they try him. to. Honestly, that's why I always that's why everybody was always like Logic always talking about his race. It's like nah, I would go sit down and do an interview and somebody's like, "What's it like being a a white rapper or a that?" Th-? And I'm just like, "Well, I mean, I'm mixed." So and I just leave it at that. But everybody's like, "You always talking about it?" Nah, I never really got a legitimate comparison um, because I'm not. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I mean, I am. No, you, I'm, I embrace I'm, it. I've I seen videos yeah. of your dad. That's a nigga right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real nigga yeah, right yeah. there. He's, he's wild. But I'm saying, I mean, I'm, uh, but I am white too. I mean, clearly, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. So I think in the beginning, yeah, people would be like, uh, you know, Mac Miller, rest in peace. They'd be like, Mac Miller. They'd be like, da-da-da, and they'd try to put me in that box. But then I just, I couldn't let them do that, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's like, I'd rather, you know, cast might want to try to clown me, but at least they're clowning me for what I am, actually mm-hmm. am, you know what I mean? Which I appreciate. But Eminem's the shit, bro. Like, I never understood, I mean, I can get it. You know, a lot of, just like uh, what this person just said about his first three albums, they're like, they're instant classics. First of all, they weren't instant classics. That motherfucker was shit on by everybody, okay? Everybody was shitting on Eminem. Oh, the white boy. Who let the white boy in the house party? Da-da-da. I was there. I remember. Mm-hmm. I saw it. I grew up with it. He fought for his place in hip-hop. And I think the music that he makes now, once again, is grown shit. He's talking about real shit, but he's also having fun. So when you say it that way, yeah. bro, he is having so much fucking fun. He don't have to do this shit. He don't got to do shit. And also, like you said, it's subjective. So for this person to be like, yo, his earliest shit, that's the best shit. But his new shit now, but it's like, bro, his new shit now is just billions of streams all the time when he drops it. If it wasn't good, people wouldn't listen to it, dog. Now, and that's those people who enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I like, I love when Eminem is just... You know, we got a song together called Homicide. That's the shit I love mm-hmm. from M. When he just, he fucking rapping a mannequin. Like, mm-hmm. he just doing his thing. Like, I love it. Me personally, um, I'd say um, the second one, mm. Slim Shady. Yeah. Um, I think that was an instant classic. But I think that was his most, like, commercial attempt, to be honest, too. That was, like, a lot of the Dre shit. But to me, my favorite Eminem is the fourth one. Wasn't it Encore? Oh, yeah. I, I, that's the one I fucking identified the most with because he was talking about Detroit. So I didn't got to think me being from Detroit. Mm. Eminem, like Detroit didn't have a lot of fucking rappers. Eminem yeah. was pretty much like our first big rapper. Yeah. So once he when he first came out, we were supportive of it all day. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we did have Slum and, yeah. and all them. You know what but I'm saying? But that shit was like so, especially at the time, it was so underground. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though even though what Dilla and them were doing, you know, T3 and Batin, rest in peace as well. Like what they were doing... Nobody was doing, dog. Like, the the way that Dilla was just, I mean, come on, bro. Humanizing the MPC and the way that Batin and T3 and himself. I love Dilla's raps. A lot of people would try to be what? like, oh, he's a- Bars. Yo. 
so good. Dilla was a nigga. Yo, he like, was if you so listen to Dilla was in the strip club all day. Dilla yeah, didn't like, I was at Tigers. He wasn't doing nothing but talking about the average nigga shit, to be honest. Like, he was talking about like, everybody always tried to box him into, like, this backpack rap category and I never shit. understood that. The thing is that fucked me up about Dilla and shit. It was just that it was a lot of that shit that was coming out, but we didn't know it was him. Mm. Like, the whole Busta Rhyme shit, a That's lot of That's because of the shit. Uma. That was a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, that, and, you know, and, it, and it was like... It, it was almost like that was East Coast shit or that was like some mm. Neo Soul shit. But yeah, we yeah. didn't really know back home. Come, I mean, unless you was in that scene, yeah. I was kind of a little under that. I was younger. Like when I whole like hip hop shop and open mics and all that shit, I came at that tail end of that shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't really know. But I was like, damn, I've been listening to this motherfucker for years. and wow. didn't even realize it was him until like uh, the Stones throw shit. That's when yeah. I really fully like understood what Dylan was like. I would say Welcome to Detroit was probably like the first one. And I remember like fucking going to open mics and shit. And every time they would drop that shit, it would be like, you, I felt it in my soul. Like Man. the first time hearing official, that was the first, the first time I ever heard official, I was at a fucking open mic and how shoes dropped that shit. And I was like, what the fuck is this beat? Like, I wow. just couldn't believe it. I was like, I mean, that was way before. That was when we had like Napster and shit and yeah. all that kind Welcome of shit. Welcome to Detroit. That shit is like, bro, that shit is amazing. Dilla, Dilla changed my whole shit in, in, only recently. Cause like I knew about Dilla, you know about donuts, you, you know, if you, especially if you're a student, mm-hmm. but like I didn't, re- like I just, it was a couple years back. I just completely enveloped myself in, in Dilla, Detroit, Slum Village, everything. Like just, just everything, you know, discovering Fat Cat, all these different cats, Elzai, like all the, I was just texting Elzai the other day cause I went on one of my albums. It, and it's just, to me, bro, I mean, yeah, New York is the shit, but there's just something that hits me about Detroit music, man. It just, yeah, because it was like, like I say, the open mic scene was there. Mm-hmm. And so you would see these motherfuckers. I remember, man, Elzai, he, he, he really fucked up my self-esteem, man. I ain't going to lie with mm-hmm. rap music, man. The first time I heard that motherfucker, I was like, I'm never going to be this good. Yeah, he's like, crazy. why am I trying? <laughs> I, forget, I forget the title of the track that he's on, on Welcome to Detroit, but he was like, like Dilla, it's Dilla's album. And he let Elzai just have the whole song. And he's like, something, something with many men. I pull yeah, her hair yeah. like she half is shit straight, like she half Indian. I'm like, what the was fuck? Was that, um, that was If You Want It? Was that yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. which is which I is swear, good. first time I heard Elzai, I was like, what the fuck? Am I? But then, you know, because I, I, I couldn't understand how a motherfucker could have wordplay like that. And yeah. eventually, I just studied it so much, I eventually learned it myself. But I think like that's that's one thing that is good about rap music and shit, too. Like, even like a... um like a lot of younger rappers. That's where we at now where they they haven't even found themselves yet. Mm. So we watching a lot of these motherfuckers actually learn how to rap in real yeah, time, which is cool true. too. Yeah. But I wish I I'm, I'm I mean, I'm glad I didn't go through that shit, man, cuz you heard some about earlier shit. No, man. you should have heard some Fuck. of my shit. I mean, I got bro, I got I think I was talking to a homie the other day. I got like 4,000 songs like God ever damn. since I yeah, yeah, cuz I was I mean, there was a time when I was, you know, 14, 15, I'd do five songs a day. I was like I have to do five songs a mm-hmm. day every day and I did it and you record it, but it's like that shit sucks. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That shit wasn't that you know, that was that was me learning. Like what did what did Ross say? He was like, Bitch, you wasn't with me in the gym. Like yeah, you, exactly. didn't see, you didn't see Jordan all his misses in the mm-hmm. gym, you know? And I think that's kind of important. So some of these kids, you know, whether it's uh, you know, like brothers in the cipher at the at the freestyle shit or or, or whatever the case may be, but especially these young young guys coming up, they get a record, they're in high school playing with their friends in the studio making joke raps and then it explodes yeah. they become the biggest rapper in the world and they almost don't know how to take it and then everybody's like you suck you can't even rap and he's like bro that's the first song i ever made oh shit that's just so. like um like when you hear a lot of these kids like red bill we had him mm-hmm. up here now oh too, that's the homie man he's, he's so fire yeah, like yeah, yeah, but, he's but 
he's one of those ones that's like wise beyond his years. Mm, like you could sure. just you could just see how mature he is with making music. Or even when like when Earl Sweatshirt first came out, like yeah. the first time I heard Earl, I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like how could you be this young and that good, man? But a lot of people don't even realize, man. Like when Mob Deep first came out, them motherfuckers was like, I mean, when Shook once that they was nineteen. Nineteen. Fucking illmatic. He I'm was only fucking, nineteen, but my mom yeah, is like older. Fucking yeah, Nas was uh, Nas was about nineteen. His fucking demo tape for Illmatic, he did that shit when he was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. And that's what's really crazy, though, because we're talking about cats coming out the gate and their raps aren't that good. Like, bro, like Illmatic, arguably the greatest hip-hop album of all time, right? And it's just like, the dude was 17 yeah, years yeah. old. And this is why we say it is a young man's game because I think, um, and it, you know, it, it it's growing. You know, you got cats like us. We're a little older. We're, st we're here. We do, we're, we're talking about what we're talking about. But, you know, um, when you think about these young people, they're just telling their story. That's what hip hop has always been. It's mm -hmm. about telling your block. You know, back in the day with fucking Molly Mall or, um, uh, you know, uh, fucking, who am I thinking of? Uh, DJ Cool Irk. And when all this shit was created, right, the MC, the master of ceremony, they weren't even the main event. It was the DJ. It was the DJ, yeah. You and you know this, yeah. and it's like the DJs were doing their thing, and then the and then the the the, the MC grabs the phone, uh, the microphone to hype up his DJ, talking about a hip it up, up, and it was like, <laughs> and then we'd be like, "Yo, my DJ's better than your DJ," and then another motherfucker get up, "No, my DJ's better than your DJ," and then the MC started going, "No, I'm better than you, motherfucker," and then the other one, and then it mm -hmm. became that's how it that that's how it was. And so when I look at these young people and the shit that they that they're talking about now, no matter how it sounds. Because it can sound like some shit I'm not really interested in, but I will have the due diligence and the respect to at least listen to what these young people are saying. Yeah, I, exactly. And another thing, too, man, like, I think the competition was so high back then, man. You got motherfuckers like Rakim walking around. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, so, but I miss raps, man. And That's they wasn't letting motherfuckers rap like that. If your ass sucked, they yeah. was getting you the fuck up out of there. See, Nowadays, that's what I love. Now it's you could be whatever and yeah. you're just popping on TikTok. And that's cool, too. It's cool. It's cool that there are these different worlds that people live in. But, like, bro, it really upsets me that, and I say this respectfully, but, like, that I could listen to, like, a rap caviar or something, right, which is really dope. And it's called hip-hop, but it's just all pop trap music, mm -hmm. which is cool. That's the place to go for that. But I'm like, man, why is it hip-hop? Why is hip-hop the only fucking genre of music that doesn't have other genres, uh, excuse me, subgenres. Yeah. Right? You got rock and roll, indie rock, electro pop, all this other shit. If I can be frank, why they got to put the niggas in one category? Yeah. Dog? That's fucked that up. That pissed me off too because I don't make, I mean, they, they'll consider what I do alternative in some sense. Mm. I mean, now they, they, but they didn't. They mm. didn't do that. Now they have it on there as alternative rap. And even that fucking like, put you in like a box of some shit. Like I couldn't be on a rap caviar now. My shit is fucking too alternative for that. I know, you but know? it's like, why not? But I also do get it. it. It makes sense. Like rap caviar turned into and is curated a specific kind of playlist. You know what I mean? You got Ice Spice and shit. You got mm -hmm. Drake. You got, you got like the typical, you know, big pop rap stars. And so it's cool to be able to have a place to go to. But I just remember being on Spotify one day. And I love Spotify. Spotify is my favorite shit. Don't, you know, Complex try to make me seem like I'm going to war or some bullshit. Anyway. I just think it's it. I wish that the spitters were presented at the forefront in some way. I just wish they were. You know, I remember. You know, you go and you see all the, like the top playlists, and it's not just Spotify. It's iTunes. It's it's everywhere. But that's just where we live. And I'm not trying to sound like the old dude all upset, but um, I am. Fuck that. <laughs> I told you, I'm a hater. I just wish I didn't have to go five pages deep 
to listen to, you know, a Red Veil or mm-hmm. whatever. And I wish that was it, it was up there where it could be the second or the third playlist of like real rap shit. Like, hey, just in case you like this, it is here. And I just feel like it's not presented. That's why I wake up every single day and do the best that I can to shed light on that side of our culture. Yeah. It's important to me. Yeah, I, I I actually I don't look at the auto tune shit as rap, mm. kind of like the yeah. but the melodic. I mean, these motherfuckers are singing. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, I just feel like you're trying to box a nigga in with doing shit like that. Mm. I mean, these motherfuckers are making because at the end of the day, I really I like the shit too. Yeah. But give them props, man. That's some of that shit is pop music, man. For like, sure. Like yeah. like don't why you gotta say just because a motherfucker black and he's doing yeah. some auto tune shit? And why he gotta is, be a rapper? And nothing is wrong with that. That's what I'm saying. It is pop music. I mean, it's the biggest music in the world, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, look at Drake, dog. Like Drake is dope as fuck. He can rap, but a lot of his shit is more. It's more pop, and there's nothing. I do. I've done it. Yeah, I do it. You know. And but Drake will still drop some hip hop shit. Of course, he'll drop some. So I feel like he he cover his basis. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we talk about Drake every episode, man. Oh Drake, really? Come holler at me, man. Yeah. What the fuck? Homie. Where you at? Come on, Aubrey. Yeah. You know. All right. It's another biracial. <laughs> Next up, we got cheating friends. Hey, Danny, I got a question for you, man. Some years ago, two of my friends were dating, and one cheated. I told him before this, you were hating. All right, all right. That if either of them cheated, I get them 24 hours to tell the other before I did. I let this one slide because they promised they'd tell. I thought they did and went back to minding my business again. Years later, the other one cheated and I gave them the same courtesy. Now, I found out about the other one. Oh, what's this going on right yeah, here? This is like fuck? some fucking um, soap opera shit going on right now. Am I a dick for staying out of it? Um, Kush got me high like Pac Bandana. Rashad from um, North Carolina. Um, I don't know, man. This is some um, messy shit going on right here. Me personally, man, I don't get in people relationships. I mean, you know, obviously, if it was like some domestic shit, some 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 battery going on, I yeah. would jump into that kind of shit. But motherfuckers, because at the end of the day, man, motherfuckers go right back to each other and shit like that. Then now you just a dick in the middle. Mm. Now you ain't the friend no more because yeah. you done got into they shit. So I don't get in people relationship problems because I don't want no motherfucker in my shit. Mm. So that's the end of the day, man. I, I think you need to just mind your business, man. And, uh, <laughs> let them do what they do, man. Because, um, yeah, I mean, cheating is just a messy situation anyway, man. And that's just like a slippery slope. So, yeah, man, I've, 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 I've had my, my battles and my struggles with, with fucking, you know, with, with being a one-woman man. But now that I am, I understand how, how sacred that is, you know. Mm. And I don't want to ever hurt my girl. That's where I'm at with it. I don't want to see her cry. So I don't, I don't bullshit. But it could be hard out here being an artist sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but, but for the most part, you married. Yeah, I'm married as fuck. Yeah, man. Second time. How was, how, how was that transition, man? <clears throat> well, you know, I got married when I was real young. I was like 25 when I married my first wife. And it didn't work out. And it just didn't work out. It ain't that deep. It's not mm-hmm. like that. It's just we weren't each other's people. You know, it's like when you... When you get married, especially, but any relationship, it could be working, professional, personal, whatever, right? You're going to change. doesn't matter. You will change, and the other person will change. But changing together is what I believe mm-hmm. will sustain a, a good relationship. And that's what I have with my wife, and she's my best friend, bro. We keep it real. We're honest. We communicate. The biggest shit is communication. Yeah, you know, I is. come from such dysfunction, you know, growing up how I grew up, and all my sisters and... You know, they was getting pregnant young and being with men, trying to put their hands on them and da da da, all this other shit. But they keep going back to it. They keep going back to it. I was talking to my sister. She was like, I can't say which one, but long story short, she was like, I met this man and he's amazing and I love him. And I was like, how'd you know him? She's like, oh, I've known him since I was a kid. I was like, oh, word, that's what's up. Uh, and she's like, yeah, we talk all the time. He treats me so good. I want to marry him. 
I was like, word? And she's older than me. I'm the mm-hmm. baby. Well, I was till my dad had a kid. But anyway, and I, and I was like, that's why are you going to marry him? I said, what does he do? She said, oh, well, he's on. I said, what? I said, he what? She said, he was, he, uh, he's in life. He's in, in prison for life. Oh, shit. For murder. I said, bitch, what the <laughs> fuck? I said, you're what? I said, what? And she was like, yeah. And I said, what is wrong with you? And she goes, Bob, you know me. I just love thugs. What the fuck? And so what I'm saying is, is I think a lot of people, right, like what you grow up around, that's what you get, that dysfunction. And in a way, I think uh, people who have had traumatic childhoods and, and, and all that can find peace boring and subconsciously kind of just like they just like i'm not really into this whatever the case may be which is really just a matter of maturity and growth so me now being married and seeing all that shit growing up i value the fuck out of what i have Mm -hmm. i really do she's my best friend she's honest with me she talks to me she satisfies me sexually she for all the shit that i i'm just utterly myself there's no bullshit i'm not faking shit i'm not this i'm not that especially with anxiety man when I can be like, I'm feeling a little anxious. And she's like, it's okay. Let's talk about it. Where other people would be like, suck that shit up, man. What the fuck? Why are you always anxious all the time? Like, And I've been there. So, yeah. But I stay out of people's business. I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> stay out of motherfuckers' business. It's just, to me, man, it's just easier. It's just way more just stress-free, man, just to yeah. be a one-woman man, man. I swear, man. Juggling a lot of bitches, man. What? That shit I never hard. did that, though. Even when I was single and rapping, I was like never, I don't know why. Like, I only ever had one one-night stand. Like what with a fan like it was a fan it was like a chick you know it was like a groupie chick but she was she was really sweet it was in canada she was colombian and but the thing is is like i didn't just smash like even still we like talked mm-hmm. i kind of got to know her a little bit she was cool and then i fucked her you know what I mean? that shit could be awkward man it's nothing worse than I, I had to get out of that phase man I, I i think i was just too much of a ghostface fan he had that bar goddamn right i fuck fans <laughs> and i took that shit a little too literal <laughs> Love it. But no, there's nothing worse when you could be in the bed and she'd be like, Man, when you wrote that one song, what oh, were you thinking yeah. about? How was those bars? She'd be like, God damn it, bitch. <laughs> it's the last thing I'm thinking about. All right. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Next up, we got snacking. <laughs> hey, Danny, congrats on the sobriety. I did about 10 years of very heavy drinking, but I'm mm-hmm. happy to say I quit over a year ago. I do, however, eat candy and snacks like a motherfucker now. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to have replaced some of the same impulsive drinking behaviors. Not the healthiest, but not as bad as drinking. No one ever pissed the bed from too much candy. Yeah, I definitely pissed on myself being drunk a lot. <laughs> I was wondering if you had any snacks, candy, bevs, activities, or whatever that has replaced drinking. Love the show, piss on me, beat me, Mitch. Well, candy is fucked up. I will say at my age, man, I, I think I'm just at that point where I can't be eating fucked up shit. I have yeah, to but learn. you look good. Man, it wasn't always like this. <laughs> I swear it wasn't always. But no, nah, man, candy is fucked up. But I, I, I do, you know, when, you, when you've been drinking for a long time and doing drugs and shit, man, anything that, that's like one little win, something that'll just make you feel good. Because you still get those cravings. I still get those cravings now. You know where I'll be fucked up. Especially me fucking stopped smoking cigarettes. I don't know what went through me that made me stop. It was actually, I've been fucking running and shit mm. and just... One day I just felt so fucking nasty after a run, man. I'm like, I'm tired of this I shit. I used to be hawking shit out of me. Black, yeah. bloody, fucking gross ass shit. You on tour, you sick. You, yeah, it's not a good look. No, so, I mean, either now, every now and then I might get a craving for some fucking fast food or something like that. Even though I know I'm supposed to be eating that shit, mm. I just still be like, fuck it, let me get some. I eat terrible on tour. I, I mean, so it's kind of hard to. not to. I have to. It's kind of hard not what to. What sounds good? A fucking chicken kale salad, some bullshit like that, or a fucking burger, bro, but after that, a show. But that's one thing I learned that I couldn't do, though. 
what? like eating fucked up on the road. Because, mm. you know, you on that goddamn bus. You can't shit on the bus, man. Oh, yeah, but and I'm you... regular. I shit every morning. <laughs> so I get up. I'm already at the venue. I already know what's up. Mm-hmm. I had to shit in a bag one time on tour. Oh, man, that's the craziest shit. Yeah, man, I was in Alabama. I was at this festival, and they had all the porta potties was fucked up. And I would try to go to one of them, and a fan popped out and was like, oh, my God. I was like, yeah, I can't do this, man. And I'm like, my stomach was hurting, and I had to be on stage in five minutes, man. I had to be on stage for five minutes. There's thousands of people there. I'm freaking out. They're like, logic, logic. And I'm like, fuck, what? I do so I took a brown paper bag I went in the back of the tour bus I took a shit and then I threw it in the, in the woods I didn't know about the shitting in the bag thing being on tour I was on tour with um, <laughs> with G-Unit they had me on the road and I was and I didn't have a bunk so I was sleeping in the back wait you went on tour with G-Unit yeah I used to live with Tony Yayo oh snap yeah, that's, that's a dope. big homie shout wow. out Yayo um, yeah so but I used to sleep in the back and every morning this motherfucker one of the engineers he'll come in and just throw a bag out the window and I, I didn't really understand what this motherfucker was throwing out the window. Then one day I just happened to ask him, like, man, what the, what that shit you be throwing out the window? He was like, no, that's literally shit. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck you mean? Like, so he was he was just taking plastic bags and he'd put it in the bathroom and he'd take a shit in the bag and then just go and throw it out the window. Wait, I'm why? Like, I mean, you can't shit on the tour bus. Oh, right. Uh, we're talking about the tour bus. Yeah. So he yeah. was just shitting in bags on the tour bus and then throwing them out the window. And I would have shit outside, but I couldn't because there was fans everywhere. And I was just thinking to myself, like, ain't that road rage in some sense? Like, man, you 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 That's fucking funny. you causing havoc on the streets, man. Yeah. You lucky this motherfucking bus ain't get pulled over for that shit. So wait, man. the bus was driving? Yes. <laughs> That's he would funny. wake me up every morning because I would just hear the window slam back shut, like poof. Like, what the fuck? And I look up all paranoid and shit, like, what the, what you got going on? Wow. But like, man, what 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 you would be throwing out the window? This motherfucker was literally throwing shit out the window every morning, man. So you got stories. He got he had to get it out, man. I'm so glad you have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nothing worse than holding that shit in, man. But yeah, we used to fucking because my on my writer, my my um my DJ, he loves fucking cheese pizzas. Mm. So after every fucking show, it's a fucking cheese pizza backstage, and you know you get Was hungry. he a Ninja Turtle? Definitely, man. This <laughs> motherfucker don't eat no vegetables. He don't eat no vegetables. All this motherfucker eat is chicken nuggets. Oh no, and pizza. Yeah, and you know what that is that's bad parenting, man. That's his mama letting him do what he want to do, man. True, true. So, so she make she ain't make that because you know in the hood they make your mama be like, man, you gonna you can't get up from the table yeah, until you finish that shit. Greens. Yeah, so you just sitting there like, man, and there's nothing worse than your motherfucking ass falling asleep because you sitting there and want to eat no lima beans. Mm. So fuck that. So I I started to eat shit, and then you it's the funny shit about that shit is like all that food that I hated as a kid, like fucking liver and onions and all that bullshit. I love it now. I love it now, man. Yeah. I always talk shit about how fucking these recipes is dying now, man. Mm. Like back in the hood, like you know, we used to get fucking neck bones and mm. gizzards, all that you kind of have gizzards. What? My sister used to make gizzards all the time. It's man, like you know what it's like. It's like to me now. It's like man. meat gum, chicken gizzards. I love that shit, yeah, man. Yeah. You can get them out here, kind of. There's a lot of spots that sell them, but they not that good. Like back at the crib, man. We we I lived in this neighborhood that served fucking. Uh, you can get a half a pound of gizzards and a half a pound of livers mixed and Damn. just cover that shit in fucking hot sauce and get some crackers and shit. So I'll always be fucking chasing that high of my childhood of getting <laughs> those livers and gizzards. But, but nobody marinating these shit the way cuz mm-hmm. did, you know? All right. Next up, we got fan gifts. Hey, Danny, years ago I met you when you were on tour and gave you a shitty Mickey Mouse picture frame. It's always been on my mind what you ended up doing with that. You're still my favorite rapper. You end up throwing it out. It made me wonder, what's the weirdest gift you ever gotten from a fan, and what's your favorite? Can't wait to see you and Peggy and Fort Lauderdale. I'm going to tell you like this. You be giving motherfuckers them big-ass pictures, man. That shit don't come home with me, man. There's been so many times, man, motherfuckers and gave me big-ass fucking pictures and shit of myself or drawing. I'm sorry to tell you guys, man. 
But yeah, I can't carry that shit home with me, man. That shit gets stuck on a bus. That shit end up where it end up. And for the most part, man, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm real gracious and I'm real happy that you guys like drawing me and shit. And you give me these pictures. But that should be weird as fuck if you walked around in my house and it's just drawing portraits of me everywhere I fucking go. Exactly. I don't like myself that much. I agree. I got a couple of them that I kept. But for the most part, nah, man, I'm sorry. And I definitely don't remember the Mickey Mouse um, picture frame. <laughs> But the weirdest gift a motherfucker had gave me, I remember one time I was overseas, this motherfucker made like a, a action figure of me. Oh, wow. And it, But this motherfucker was ugly than a motherfucker. <laughs> and I remember just looking at the shit like, I guess it kind of do look like me, but this what the nigga think I look like? Oh, like, man. oh man, I was pissed. Like, damn, this shit ugly. The hair was all fucked up and all right. type of shit. It looked like one of those fucking, you remember back in the days, you, um... Your sisters will get Barbie dolls and shit, but they ain't never like the black ones. They be like, I don't want this black Barbie doll. Give me the white one. They look prettier because the black one looked all fucked up. It was kind of like that. It looked like the black Barbie doll. The hair was all nappy and shit. It was it was ugly to the motherfucker, man, but it looked like he took it's his time. It's the thought that counts. Yeah, it was the thought that count, man. But for the most part, man, um, I know you probably get a lot of crazy shit. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of stuff. Um, I... Yeah, like it is really like I'm always appreciative if somebody like takes the time to draw me. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, wow. Sometimes you see some shit that's like you're like, damn, like this, you you're really great at doing this. And then you be seeing certain shit. I seen a motherfucker draw me. I look like Chunk from the Goonies. That <laughs> motherfucker, hey, you go, you go. I was like, oh shit. I was like, oh, this is great because <laughs> I what I'm gonna say, you know. But yeah, no. a lot of times I figured out they be doing that shit just a way to get to your ass. They be like, if I come sure. in, this, if I walk to the venue with this big ass fucking portrait of his ass. And See, but and now that. they're smart. Now they do shit like they be buying me Jordans and shit. Oh shit! They be buying me Jordans and like chess boards and like anime shit and clothes and you know that you want you want to get to my heart. Buy me a Louis bag. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, that is the best way to go about it. <laughs> but for the most part, I will say, man, um, a lot of people don't think this, but when motherfuckers be giving me music. Mm. We listen to that shit. Yo, yes we do. We listen to that yes, shit. Yes we do. I always tell them now because they would be they would be showing up like bro. Even a couple years ago with fucking CDs. I'm like bro, it's 2020. Give me a goddamn flash drive. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we be on the bus and there's two things that happen when you give an artist uh, your music and they listen to it. They listen to it with all their homies, <laughs> okay? And we be on the bus and we're either really laughing at you, yeah. Or we're like, damn, this is kind of dope. That's what I'm looking for. I'll be mad when it's dope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even miss all that. Don't think I'm going to hit you up like, this shit fire. I'm going to give you a record deal. No, I'm listening for the crazy shit that I'm about to laugh to, I've man. heard some wild shit, dog. Man, who you telling, man? But it's, it's, it's sometimes, though, I will say I, I get beats and shit, and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to fuck with this shit. You yeah, know, that's real. Get some beats and shit. Help them out. And, and I think I definitely use some beats from somebody from the road or some shit like mm. that. But all right. Next up, we'll hop into some white people shit. White people shit. Urinal talkers. Dear Danny, I work in a mostly Caucasian office. I notice the white guys having full conversations at the urinals. Urinals. I'm not about that life. I typically hit the stall and avoid piss talkers. I got caught slipping one day and one of the whites started talking to me. This freaks me out. Is this some white people shit or am I just a shy pisser? No, this some bone hawking shit. The last thing I want to do is sit there and talk to a motherfucker. And it had happened to me a lot, man, me being out. And nothing worse than you sitting there taking a piss and the motherfucker be like, are you Danny Brown? Oh, man. And be like, oh, shit, this nigga looking at my dick. He trying to see what I'm working with, man. So, <laughs> no, I mean, I think talking at the fucking urinal, that's bone hawking. They trying to look at your dick a little bit, man. So you just got to go a little closer. But no, nah, man, I don't think that's white people shit. I think that's just perverted. Mm. To be honest, man, motherfucker want to piss, man. They don't want to have full blown conversations, man. 
You ever take a piss and then you're taking a piss and it right as you turn around, somebody walks in and they recognize you and immediately All shake the time. your hand? All the time. They shake your hand and I'd be like, bro, what the fuck? All I the just time. have my hand on my dick. Well, you, you, that's Especially weird. at the airport. I've seen motherfuckers follow me in the bathroom. Be like, oh, is this nigga about to fuck with me? Mm. And you'd be like just hoping, hoping they don't. But no, nah, they be they they did that shit. They be following your ass. But no, nah, I wouldn't say that's no white people shit. That's just some fucking. Yeah, um, that's weird. That's just bone hawking. All right. Next up, we got shoeless in the theater. Hey, Danny. What? Taking off your shoes during movies. I notice my wife does this and it bothers the hell out of me. It's gross and if she does it, I'm sure other whites do it. What do you think? All the best. Other Spencer. whites. I ain't, I'm not going to say that's some white people shit either. I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably guilty of that one. I'm probably guilty of that mm, one. Couldn't do that. I, I kick my shit off mm-hmm. if I'm in a movie, no. man. I mean, you, you keep your socks on? Yeah. Okay, I think it's white people shit if you ain't got no shoes, if you ain't got no socks on. I mean, if, uh, movie theaters be kind of cold. So the last thing I'm trying to do is um be in that motherfucker with the freezing toes. Every I time, will say every time I go. Oh, sorry. I, I will say on the plane though. I got to kick my shit off on the plane. I could do that. Yeah, you in the pod, you in first class, you vibing, you chilling, whatever. Even, even, even if I'm barefoot, fuck that. You are gonna see these toes. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about that. But I do hate when motherfuckers be going to the airport and they be walking through the TSA line with their fucking feet out and shit. It'd be like motherfucker, you knew you was coming to the airport. Who told mm. you to wear them thong toes? <laughs> Like, come on, man. You knew what you was going. You knew what you had going on, man. That's funny. Why would you do that, man? But nah, man. I got, I got to. I don't know, man. I, I'm and I'm always wearing dumbass shoes for fashion purposes only, and and that's where I'm at with life, man. I'm 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 all about getting some nice, good runners and nice, little comfortable shoes, man. But for the most part, man, I, once I'm sitting down, I'm comfortable, especially watching a movie. I got to take my shoes off. See, so. I'm I'm actually really weird about shoes. Like, I always have shoes on from the second I wake up to the second I then go to bed. And ask anybody, they'll tell you my feet. They're they're like a, it's like a baby's foot. It's like so <laughs> soft. It's like whatever. Because I've always had sensitive feet, and it comes back to if I'm being real, my childhood. Mm-hmm. Because there were many occasions and times when I needed to run. You know, I've been kidnapped. I've been like all oh, wildest Kidnap- shit happened to me. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Wild shit. So like whenever anything has happened, I always felt that I could at least run and I would be safe. And I think that's actually really stuck with me today as a as a man, which is weird. But yeah, yeah, man. Um, a lot of things people don't you gotta you gotta get the pedicures, man. That's one thing I do, man. As soon as my shit's starting to look a little crazy, I gotta go hop in there and get my shit I done. I can't have nobody touching my feet. It feels great. I can't do it. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. I got to get my nails done. So fuck that shit. I'm up in that shit. Holla at my girl Ling Ling. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right, next up we got chicken salad. What up, Danny? It's chicken salad white people shit. I live in Atlanta and I'm addicted as fuck to chicken salad. I grew up in the South. So I always seen chicken salad served at gatherings with my family and friends. I can't tell if it's a southern thing or just some white people shit. Don't be stingy. Brittany, Pog in Atlanta. Yes, chicken salad is definitely some white people shit. Because niggas, ain't nothing else you can do for the chicken but fry that shit. Any other type of way, man, is fucked up, man. Now, don't get me wrong. I like my grilled chicken here and there when I'm trying to be on some healthy shit. Or even I do fuck with the rotisserie. Like the whole rotisserie. I used to be a Boston Market type nigga. But for the most part, man, you go, you can't, you can't, you got to do the chicken justice and just fry cuz, man. That's the way he want to go out, man. You know what I'm saying? You're doing him an injustice by doing anything else to him. And for, I mean, chicken salad, man, I, I, I don't think I ever really had a fire chicken salad. I have. I've had some good chicken salad, man. I prefer um, egg salad. But I've had some good chicken salad. But you got to take the chicken salad, put a lot of hot sauce on it. See, see you still niggered it out. Though. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you throw some Franks on that motherfucker, man. Mm. That's that's one thing. I swear, man. The other night, I couldn't really sleep, man. I saw that video of that shark attacking that motherfucker, man. What? You I'm know a, I'm not on the internet at all, so yeah, I don't man, even know what you're talking about. It's a video where a motherfucker get ate by a shark, 
And I thought to myself, man, how come you never see black people get eaten by sharks? <laughs> And I thought, like, because niggas don't know how to swim, for one thing. And for the most part, I bet you sharks are love niggas, man. All we do is taste like Laurie seasoning salt and Franks. So, yeah, man. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Really quick. Hold on. Wait. You saw You saw it. Did y'all see it, too? Is yeah. it bad? Yeah. Is it fucked it's, it's up? It's fucked up. You don't want to see it. Yeah, this is video. And then the thing that pissed me off the most was a motherfucker just sitting there recording that shit. And they like, oh, damn. That's fucked up. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, you recording. I wouldn't even, I would delete that shit off my phone instantly. How did he, how did, that how did he, oh, don't look it up. Don't do it. Don't do it to me. Don't do it to me. I don't need, don't fuck up my dad. Yeah, I don't, I told you, I, I have to have nightmares about that shit. Man. Yeah, no, I can't do that shit. I hate that. That's why I couldn't watch none of them, not to get too deep, but you know, whenever you see like mass shootings or people going to schools and they, sh they release the fucking footage of the kid walking down the hallway, all that shit, I can't do it, man. It just fucks my day up. Now, that's not me saying I ignore that or this or that. That's why I'd rather be educated through homies that could tell me whatever and not have to see that shit because it just fucks up my whole day, man. It's disgusting. I ain't gonna lie, I be, I be on chaotic and shit. I be watching that shit. I'm from the old school internet can't shit. Can't do it, Rotten.com and all that shit, uh, man. Olympics, <laughs> motherfuckers cutting their dicks off and shit. Man. I be watching that fucked up shit, man. I don't know, man. I got, I, I, I get it. And the fucked up shit about me, I be laughing at the shit, man. I don't even be, man. That shit don't even be freaking me out or nothing, man. All right, man. We, we about to get up out of here in a minute. We'll watch a couple freestyles. Yeah. Yeah, we got to show Logic some freestyles. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let me hear your bus of freestyle. First up, we got Yasmin. I've been floating with the stars, jumping from the top rope like a Matt Hardy. These dudes seeing me in this pink dress, not hardly. Flow so sick like the teeth I'm missing, that means my shit is gnarly. Got your girl in the motherfucking bed, riding my dick like an old school Harley. Harley. <laughs> Let's go party and get right. Jump out the plane with no parachute, take flight, mm. check it off the list, I just might. Mm. Green flow, Mario, I don't know. That's it. Hey, <laughs> respect is a real freestyle. Yeah, that's see, a real this, freestyle. See, this is the type of freestyles I be wanting. I be wanting these motherfuckers sending in lyrical miracles. <laughs> that's I, me. I, I can actually tell this motherfucker could know how to rap. He's just being silly and yeah, shit, yeah. man. So that was great, man. Shouts out to Cuz, hey, man. Hey, man, put that on a beat, man. Dog, that I'm so dope. gnarly. Gnarly. <laughs> he said, well, well, I've driven uh, running around the street. Harley. <laughs> he a shit silly dope. motherfucker, man. See, that's some shit out of did. All right. What's the next one? Next, we got Logan. Oh, shit. Hey, yo. <laughs> this one goes out to the mommies all across the states. What up, Danny Brown and everyone from YMH? I'm a real motherfucker. Just like the gays, I want some Jew dork titties like Christina spitting dates. To lead a Coca-Cola like that drunk guy Dwayne. I might smoke some meth, you know we four-stroke gang. And I'ma laugh at my man Tom, add some dudes in pain. I fucked a toe ring, bitch. I swear I never been the same. <laughs> been a drilling good weed. Make sure that you getting this. Everybody live like it's YMH Christmas. Butt plug, cuz. Got some rubber dicks up on his list. I put my twig and berries in my ass like P.S. Paris is. Yo, I got a question, Garth. Where are the bodies? Shout out the booth boys and all the main mommies. Shout out to Christine and my main man, Tommy. I stay fucking with that drink. Shout out to Bill Cosby. Shots out. That was fire, man. Love all the Wild Mage references, man. Yeah, that's what's up, man. That's poor stroke gang right there, man. He fucking with the toe ring bitches, man. Yeah, he had I like that, but I, I'm so, I can't fuck with it because he read the whole shit. Logan. He read the whole shit. Yeah, you knew he had to write that shit. No, nah, no, nah, fuck that. Isn't this the freestyle? Yeah, but I mean, I'm from the open mic days, man. We used to lie about that shit all the time. Yeah, I know. Me too. I write. I, I, <laughs> and I give him props, man. I can't freestyle for shit. Really? I mean, it's... I, I can't say that I can't. 
it's just going to suck. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, shout out, homie. I'm just being funny, you by know. the way. But no, I would say, I feel like freestyling is a really fun art form when you really do it off the top and not everything has to be so here's a punchline here's a punchline because it's like whether i'm doing uh even tonight you coming to the show tonight right mm-hmm. so like i do a freestyle but like the first half of it i start with some written shit that's even on my album that people know but then i really go and just let loose yeah. and some nights is whatever some nights is crazy you yeah. never know what you're gonna get but the thing i think i love about freestyling especially in a safe space is like you're just having fun man all right, man. We'll get up out this motherfucker, man. Logic, dog. Thank you for coming through, man. I really appreciate it, man. We're going to see you tonight. Yeah. Holding it down, man, for the motherfucking. you from DMV, right? Yeah. That's right, man. See? That's right, man. That's how my cousin's Old Bay and all that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, can I say thank you so much for uh, for having me and uh, everybody in the booth, man. Y'all, y'all are fucking really cool guys. And I love what y'all are doing. You're doing something so special, bro. It's like really pushing this culture. You talk about real shit, but you also make us laugh, and you you make us laugh also through your pain mm-hmm. and the shit that you go through. And I just want to say, uh, I love you and I appreciate you no, as I a man, you too, and I fuck with you, bro. And I just want to say thanks for being my friend. Hell yeah, likewise, man. Thank okay. you, brother. Hell yeah. Yeah, chicken salad is kind of dope, though. Ah, uh, yeah, with Frank's hot sauce, everything is. <laughs> <laughs>